the swell Put flame to darker threes deep down At Zana stands where once it fell To mountains red with ash and blood All following the battle's path We go to stem the Malkar flood and fear the old ones trampling track. jumping off the bridge. All right. Uh, so this is session two, the Imperial City of Adzara. We're picking up right after the battle, right? Yes. As the long voyage drew to a close, the passengers aboard the Gull became more acquainted with each other and even began to form the loose semblances of friendship with their fellow adventurers. When pirates boarded the ship late into the night, the party acted quickly and saved the gulf from falling into the cutthroat's hands. Now they stand silent on the deck of the ship, listening to the waves crash against the hull and wait for Captain Oswin to respond to recent events. So you're all standing on the ship. Um, night is still um, very much. Title. Sorry. The title. Uh, the, the Imperial City of Atzana. Um. So the uh, the tone is just beginning to simmer back down. Everyone's taking their deep breaths of calm as they look around and make sure that there's no more pirates. Um. Uh, it's at that point that Oswin, Captain Oswin, kind of flicks her cutlass one last time to try and get all the blood off, and she kind of wipes it on this leather pauldron that she's wearing, and then sheathes it. She begins to walk up to all of you, uh, and she says, Well, nothing like a little bit of excitement. Um, can I look over to Mansell mm -hmm. and immediately try to cast Healing Light on him with 1d6? Okay. Um... <clears throat> So Mansell was up at the helm of the ship. Is he within the 60 feet? Yeah. Um, so the fact that Oswin never made it up on the helm, when you begin to walk towards Mansell, that's when she realizes that Mansell was harmed in the beginning of this battle. Um, you cast Healing Light. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead and roll the dice for it. One. So he would regain one hit point. And I okay. already ticked it off. There's no effect. And how long has it been since we heard his body fall? Um, well, Valinor heard the body fall. Then there was some discussion down in the crew in the uh, crew and passenger quarters. And then eventually the battle started off, and I'd say we probably went at least three rounds of combat. So that's yeah. 18 seconds? No, that that 18 seconds plus however long it took them to discuss. Because that was, that was a good amount of time that was taken to discuss what was happening before we all knew it was Mansell. I know for sure without a shadow of a doubt it's been longer than one minute. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Okay. So Oswin kneels down over Mansell and begins to kind of, you know, clean him up just a little bit. And it's at that point that you see that the crew uh, who were involved 
in the fight. There were there were other members of these, this pirate group that y'all uh, didn't directly fight that the, that the crew was taking on, um, and they come up and kind of all huddle around Mansell and begin to um, kind of all remove their hats and you know put them down by their chest as one of their compatriots <coughs> seems to have fallen in this this fight. Um, if there's nothing else, then Mansell's body is prepped by his shipmates. Uh, he is wrapped in his hammock and his cutlass is put on his chest and he's wrapped tightly up in these, uh, his bedding and, and everything and then he is gently lowered into the sea. I'd like to pull out the viol. Okay. look to you as I do it. Start, start to play like a funeral music. Do we know anything about Mansell as far as where he came from? Um, do you want to ask anybody? Because you don't know anything uh, personally. Yeah, I would like to ask the, just generally if anyone knows where what his homeland was. Okay. Um, who do you ask? Do you ask anyone specifically? Uh, I mean, specifically the crew uh, targeted, I guess, towards the captain. Towards Oswin? Okay. So, Oswin will look at you and she says, I'm not sure where he was from. I know he was from the southern coasts somewhere. That's where we picked him up. But he sailed with me for years, and he was a he was a good man. And so, I'd like to play just a, a funeral song, then, uh, but a specific specific to people on ships, or like a, 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 a sailor's a, mourner. a mournful shanty. Yeah, like gotcha. a mariner's funeral. Okay. Gotcha. I'll get in on that. Okay. Um, I won't have you roll performance checks. I'll say that you're you're very deliberate uh, when it comes to this. So you're you both can play an instrument. So you do it. That would be um, terrible if we like yeah. roll a one exactly. for a few. Um, so as this ceremony stretches on for probably maybe 15, 20 minutes, eventually Mansell is lowered into the water, and you see as his body sinks down below the green waves that rock up against the side of the ship. After a few silent seconds, uh, the crew go about taking the hodgepodge pirates um, and unceremoniously throwing them off the opposite side of the ship. Uh, and one thing that you're noticing as they're doing this is that there is, there's, uh, it's a variety of, of peoples, these pirates. Um, a lot of them are Malkar, but some of them are human, um, specifically Malkarian humans, which all of you would know that Malkarian humans tend to have darker skin, black hair, um, and uh, fairly weathered faces. Are uh, all of the, were they all wearing like similar um, armor to one another, like identifiable in any way? No, no. It's, no. A, it's a hodgepodge of whatever they can get. Okay. Can we like, I would like to try and, before they get, before they get tossed over, try and quickly search them and see if there's like any documentation, any orders, any anything of, okay. of importance. Make a investigation check. May I assist them with the checking the bodies? Yeah, that's fine. I would like to collect my daggers. Okay. Gotcha. Investigation. I only think you threw two, correct? Huh? Okay, and both of them hit, if I recall. So they're pretty easy to find. Can I help can I help him do it? Sure. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. I'd like to collect. I, I think there is only one crossbow bolt left Nine. that I can collect. I got fired three, but he knocked one of the Did guys off. Did you hit? Yes. Okay. Then they are easy to find. Nineteen. Nineteen? 
Um, so between going through all of their pockets, you do find some small mementos, um, just things that might remind them of their homes, uh, and two silver pieces, and we'll say five copper pieces is all you find. Okay, so, no, so nothing as far as orders? Or no, nothing as far as orders. Okay. You do recall that the person who probably would have had any documentation jumped overboard, or was thrown overboard. Um, gotcha. So, as the last of these pirates are thrown overboard, you can start to hear the lashing and gnashing of something in the water that is now kind of caught on to the fact that bodies are being thrown overboard. And you look down, and there's probably about half a dozen Malkarian black tips um, having, you know. Basically, a, a buffet of these these yeah, pirates. It was probably a bad time to lower that guy into the water. Well, He's you. On the other side. He went first. <laughs> he went into the other <laughs> side, and he also wasn't tossed in, which would have made sharks. a lot of noise. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if he is consumed by sharks, it's probably lower in the water. But that's a uh, that's a sailor's funeral, mm-hmm. is to be put at sea. Um. So, <coughs> as the last of these corpses are unceremoniously thrown overboard you hear one of the doors to the private cabins come open. And what emerges through the threshold is a surprise to everyone. Uh, What you see is two of the uh, black knights that accompanied Viren onto the ship when all of you boarded. Um, these two were fairly unfamiliar. You think you might have seen them when you initially boarded, but you haven't seen them at all during this journey. And um, the two of them are clad in their armors, their um, black, you know, pitch black, like ominous, morbid-looking armor with these featureless black helms and crimson capes. Um, the only reason that you can tell it's not Viren is because he's, they're not wearing any of the adornments of a captain. Um, and what they have that they are carrying together is uh, what appears to be a carpet that is rolled up into kind of a burrito (laughs) and has a body shaped something inside of the carpet Um, fairly quickly they make their way to the railing of the ship and I need everyone <laughs> with a who is proficient in perception to make a perception check. Because this is a very difficult thing to spot. 19. 19. Also, full circle uh, means 19. proficient, right? Yes. 22. 22. Uh, that's a natural 20. Uh, Hail! Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so all I of see you. the shit out of yeah, you. Yeah, all, <laughs> all of you meet the DC. Um, so as they begin to pivot and turn this rug so that they can tuck it overboard, all three of you see this shock of long blonde hair that's inside of the rug. Um, and you can see that there is this kind of pale complected forehead as they hut the rug over and you hear it splash into the water. No noise coming from the rug? No. It is totally silent. Safe to assume that's old footboy. Barnoff. He do be dead. 
Um, well, trying to he do be not moving. That, that could have been you. <laughs> <laughs> he, do, he do be sinking. <laughs> he do be in the rug. It's at this point that Oswin speaks up in protest, and uh, she kind of places her hand on her cutlass, and she says, No, it's one thing to deprive me of the slight bonus for getting uh, the bonus I get for lugging passengers aboard my ship. It's something entirely different to ruin an expensive rug I got from the southern coast. <laughs> <laughs> and she starts to step towards these men as uh, you can hear the Malkarian black tips going after whatever's in this rug. One of the uh, black knights turns and he pre- presents a bag of coins to Oswin. And uh, kind of from behind his featureless helm, you can hear him say, Captain Cerberus sends his deepest apologies for the loss. The oaf was snooping. And uh, it's at that point that Osmond kind of hefts this bag of gold in her hands and she goes, All right. Seems to be uh, happy with her compensation for the rug. <laughs> so with that, Oswin uh, turns and she looks at the lot of you and she says, Right. Any other nonsense before I go back to my chambers? I have nothing to add. She turns and walks up to her chambers. I'll just go back in because it's night, right? Yeah, it's night. I'll go back in and uh, find my find my hammock again. Gotcha. I mean, I guess. Long rest, like were we? No, no, you haven't long rest yet. The battle just concluded. No, 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 I meant before the battle because I didn't know if we had slept long enough for a long rest. Um, I think we decided no. Okay, but you're about to get a long rest, more than likely. I had just finished my four-hour meditation when I when I had heard everything. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'll just go back to bed. Okay. So everyone's going back to bed. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, as you, I'm sorry. Do you think we should like establish a watch? So that, that doesn't have twice, happen twice. I, mean, I would I'm, like to assume Captain Osman would be on top of that. Would that point, be necessary, or? Well, I mean, you would know that the crew um, is responsible for watching the ship at night, and that the passengers are generally not. Okay, you know, probably gonna be more on top of it with that. Yeah, and plus you're not allowed on the upper deck. So. I wasn't. I wasn't planning on being on the upper yeah, deck. Yeah, just like okay. I'll just guarding up. the other passengers. I'll be up for the remainder of the night. I've already had my four hours. Right. Okay. Uh, going to sleep. Perfect. And while Same I'm, four while I'm going, while I'm going to bed, I'll just kind of like tuck myself in and look, look over at your hammock and I'll be like looks like they frown upon people snoop, snooping around here snoops get the sharks apparently mm-hmm. something to remember for sure it'll be on a t-shirt snoops <laughs> get the sharks um, so as you all begin to um, the shark snoopers <laughs> as there it is <laughs> As you all let the twilight take you, um, you do notice that no one returns to Arnold's hammock. Highly unfortunate. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think something happened to Arnold? <laughs> yes. <laughs> one can only hope. He is no longer with us. Did he get on a smaller ship? You could say that. <laughs> Perhaps a rug. Hmm. <laughs> Flying carpets. <yeah. laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's okay. 
I'm just wondering what uh, what rarity a, a sinking carpet would be uh, <laughs> instead of a flying carpet. Anyways. Unfortunately, a natural 20 can't counter the aura. Could it be a flying carpet? Because the carpet just says, fuck this ocean and to be hovering with a corpse yeah. on it now? <laughs> so, Jesus. You're, you're lulled to sleep by the uh, sound of the uh, waves crashing against the side of the ship. And before you know it, you wake up on another morning aboard the Gull. Um, as always, you take your portion of breakfast from Marv and see your way above deck. Uh, and everyone is there, obviously, besides Arnolf, and then I'll stop saying that. Uh, if you <laughs> haven't gone on, he's not around. Um, but everyone else is there, and the ship is yours. No land on the horizon yet? Not yet. I'll just look, to look over the horizon and be like, come sooner for me. I hate ships. I'm going to clean up my loot, because I did before the battle last night, but I don't think I did after the battle, so just a <coughs> means of maintaining. Gotcha. Uh, I'd like to ask Captain Oswald roughly how much longer... Is she... Uh, or is she in the no, she's, in, she's not. Uh, is there anybody... Uh, yeah, there's crew. Okay, I'd there's like lots to ask of crew. whoever the crew member is driving, uh, steering the boat, uh, roughly how much longer we can expect to uh, be at sea. Um... We'll just say it's Rexton. No, um, Rexton okay. looks at you, which is this the red, oh, yeah, 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 the red tiefling with no, uh, no horns, and he says, "At this point, there is no way to know exactly, but it will be soon." Very well. Thank you. I'm just going to kind of take stock, just because I'm feeling a little bit untrusting, and like look at like different armor sets as being worn by members of the crew and co-travelers. Uh, and try to roughly figure out like where it was made or who, what kind of organization comes from or how well it was made in general. Maybe. <coughs> okay, so none of the crew are wearing armor. Right. They're all wearing just comfortable seafaring clothes. Mm-hmm. The only two people that are on the ship who wear any kind of armor really are Captain Oswin, which you saw last night because mm-hmm. she's not up right now, and your large Malkar acquaintance. I'll see if I can pull from that. Um, you said it's all black splint mail, right? Scale mail. Scale mail. Yeah. But it's not necessarily associated with anything? Not that you could tell, unless there are distinctions by, like, tool marks or something of that nature. It, no, from, nothing from that the, detailed. From the okay. exterior, you would not be able to He tell. is wearing just this pitch black scale mail. It doesn't seem to be affiliated with any specific organization. Okay. Um, not that I, not that I can think of. And this gentleman wearing leather armor wouldn't be able to pull anything from that. Are you wearing leather armor? Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Not, I also have leather armor under my coat. <clears throat> okay. It's um, just, it's just common leather armor, just dark blue and uh, trimmed in and trimmed in black. Okay. Not in mine's legit, just brown. It's not dyed. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody's wearing anything that would distinguish. Okay. Them. Um, actually, what's your passive perception? <laughs> Eleven. So make a perception check for me. Okay. Mm. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic. Um, no. Yeah. You don't see anything that that would indicate anybody's part of any specific faction or anything like that. Um, you know, and you could always ask. I mean, if you wanted to ask people. Maybe later. Okay. 
Gotcha. So if there's nothing else, the day kind of teeters on. Um, eventually, you go below deck and have your lunch portion, which is um, very slim, usually. Lunch is, lunch is generally very, very light. Uh, and then you go back above deck just in time to hear uh, where Rexton has swapped his location from the helm to the crow's nest. And you can hear as Rexton begins to yell out. Uh, from the crow's nest. Uh, land! Land spotted! Look to the west and see the splendor of the imperial city of Adzana. In the distance. Uh, and it, it's still a pretty good ways. While you were below deck, it was encroaching upon you, but in the distance, you can see strong walls standing resilient against the lashing waves of the Red Gulf. And you can faintly, faintly see the blue banners of the Behelmarn family lining the ramparts uh, with the proud standards of the of Alivaron overhead. Um, before you is the fortress of the free peoples in the east, the holdfast of reason in a wild land, and the last eastern bastion for those seeking the warmth of Ela's embrace. Before you is the imperial city of Atzana. So, as the ship coasts its way into port, you can see that Oswin emerges from her cabin, kind of rubbing the sleep out of her eyes, uh, and she stands proud in front of the helm as the ship coasts into the Red Gulf. Uh, minutes before you reach the dock, Oslin walks down and she says, All passengers to me! And all of you walk towards her, I would imagine. And Lily and uh, Madolin also approach her. Um, she looks at all of you and she says, I uh, do appreciate all of you being on your best behaviors while on my ship. Uh, it has been a pleasure to meet all of you. Uh, once we make port, you will be free to walk down the docks where a constable or guard will be there to greet you and explain some of the formalities of the city. Uh, if you have need of passage back to Aliveron, uh simply see a, uh, a boat ride or, or someone to document the journey and you may ask for me specifically if you request. I will continue to make this journey so long as King Tigris has gold. <laughs> gotcha. So if there's nothing else, Oswin turns, walks back up to the helm, and stands proudly. I guess there's while we're walking, I'll I think it was you that had like future job already on, on shore somewhere. Something like that, yes. I do have I do have a, a task to perform. Like a Guard or mercenary type ship? No. Would I understand mm -hmm. it that way? You're about to be. You haven't made dock yet. Okay. Someone did. Someone I'd had like, like a in preparation mm -hmm. strap on my sword, you, so it looks you, you know, aggressive uh, at my side. Escorting Madolin. Yeah, we're escorting, yeah, we're escorting for, him uh, down, but Madolin. just off the ship. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just to show a face. He just wanted to. Look good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's at that point that Madolin kind of like, like, hurriedly like steps up in between the two of you and kind of 
um, begins to brush off his coat. You can see that he's still wearing these these nobleman's clothes with the uh, familiar symbols of, of Silverstone, keeping his head high, and he's now got uh, all of his belongings on his on his back, uh, ready to depart. I'd like to play the song that I wrote as we uh, go down the gotcha. gameplay. Make a performance check. I would like to do my best to walk. In That's a natural 20. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's two nat- my two rolls tonight have both been natural 20s. <laughs> I want to march. I want to march in, in time with the music. Gotcha. Okay. So, as the ship docks, you see uh, several uh, new faces, you know, throwing lashes up above the ship and all of the familiar crew, you know, grabbing the lashes and tying the ship off. And eventually a gangplank is lowered onto the docks of Atzana. It starts to bend and creak underneath the marching orbs. <laughs> <waves>. Yes. <laughs> yes it does. So the docks of Atzana are built of uh, sturdy black pine covered structures with massive redstone pillars that rise from the black beaches below. Um, and with the gangplank being lowered, Medolin steps one proud foot forward and steps down the gangplank with Rathanax and Nicholas by his side. I would like to make a perception check when he steps out. Uh-huh. I want to I'm trying to I'm trying to, to find anybody that may have any ill will towards him. That the reason why he's he's asking for bodyguards is not for a show of face, but Actually, for a okay. short protection. Gotcha. Okay. So let me get either a perception or insight check. Okay, I'm going to do perception. Okay. <coughs> I get shot playing this awesome. Uh, 18. 18. Okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, 15. 15? Yeah. Okay. Going forward, I'll keep that in mind. Um, so the rest of you follow suit behind Modolin? At a distance. Gotcha. All right. So it's. Who's the actually guy? Can I try to. Uh, Rexton. Rexton. But he was a crew member. Yeah, I'd like to say goodbye to him. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he kind of shows his hand and you shake it and kind of gives you a, you know, toothy, like pointed tooth fang <laughs> smile. Can I um, actually try to get in front of them just so I'm not caught up in that pomp and circumstance? <laughs> you can, or you could follow behind them. Like, no, okay, gotcha. So you just kind of, yeah. you know, speed, speed walk in front. Now, there's a lot of people on the dock, so, I mean, you're not like, you know, you're not the one guy leading the band. In right. There's a lot of people. <laughs> I don't want to be. You know, um... Lots of ships on this dock. There and there's and there's a multitude of docks, by the way. It's not just one. I mean there's there's gotta be at least huge port. At least, you know, thirty sloops, like all just for ships. And they're all being unloaded and loaded and there's other passengers hopping off of other ships and there's a lot going on on these docks. Um But uh eventually you uh see where the black pl- back uh, black pine planks ooh that was difficult <laughs> uh, stop and the kind of cobblestone black sand earth uh, meets the docks uh, and that will be your first step onto Malcaria Merrill and you step and look around and you're not noticing anyone who means any ill will to anyone really they all seem to be very busy with their tasks Um, Meryl you kind of step onto the land and just kind of look around and and take in the surroundings and then the rest of you kind of all uh, meet up right behind him Um, as you are taking around you're 
uh, your surroundings, you see a group of City Watch approaching you. Uh, it's at that point that very quickly Modolan kind of shoves a gold piece into your hand and shoves a gold piece into your hand. Aha! Alright. Accepted. And uh, you just <laughs> noticed there were, there were a lot of people batting their eyes at that music. And there were several people looking at you like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, they often do. Yeah, exactly. Um, Pomp. Circumstance. <laughs> right, yeah. So the city guards of Atzana are clad in very similar attire to any of you that's ever been to Segbel and seeing the city guards there, um, which are probably the, most, the best outfitted city guard uh, anywhere in Alavaron. These are as formidable. They all are wearing these gleaming breastplates and carrying these halberds and spears with a long sword on their hip, uh, all with the blue insignia on their chest for Alvaron. Um Among them is a distinguished high elf mounted on a breathtakingly beautiful white horse that is adorned with flashing silver armor and blue cloth. Um, the uh, elf is wearing a gleaming silver breastplate uh, under blue robes with the Alvaron crest displayed proudly on his chest. Um, your first instinct when you see this elf is to think that maybe he's some dressed up pretender, as flashy as all of his attire is. Um, but as he begins to pivot out in front of this group of guards, you see this blade, this long sword that's on his hip, that is elegant and a, or I'm sorry, it's a elegant and battle-ready weapon that appears to be as beautiful as it is deadly. Um, and anyone who's paying special attention to the sword would see that this is, this is not the blade of a pretender. This is the blade of a, of a warrior, someone who is very capable in battle. And as he gets a little closer, because he's now approaching you, you can hear these, hoof, you know, the hooves clopping on the cobblestone as he begins to approach the group of passengers. Uh, you can see now that he's a little closer that there are notches in his armor that have been polished and, and tried to be, you know, buffed out. He's he's someone who's definitely seen a battle or two in his time. Um. And as his horse stops, sorry, go ahead. Just real quick, we did get a long rest. Yes, you did. Get, everybody got a long rest. I just didn't mark it. I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, as the horse gallops, or not gallops, but trots up to the front of these guards, as soon as the horse stops in perfect rhythm, all of the guards stand at attention with their halberds and spears. It's at that point that uh, among the Obviously not silence, but the ambience of, you know, blacksmiths' hammers and people shouting for sails and things like that. The uh, tension is broken when the high, uh, high elf speaks. <clears throat> he says, I am General Thalmotrexis. I'm the head military officer on the Malkarian warfront and the captain of the city guard. The same laws that apply in the streets of Segfell apply here. Obey the law, and we will have no issues. Break the law, and you will answer to me. That being said, 
on behalf of Jarl Dagrath, the ambassadors of Alavaron, and King Tibris Vahilman II, welcome to Adzana. You can hear several of your crew, your your passenger compatriots all let out this, you know, deep sigh. Especially Lily, you, um, Renalia, look down now, and you can see that Lily is standing like almost uncomfortably close to you, almost like she's just kind of kind of taken up in your shadow just a little bit. I like to look at her and give a reassuring smile, but since I can't really smile, it's like a snarl. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> make, make a charisma check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is that appropriate? She gets petrified. <laughs> yeah, it's she's, a three. It's a three? She's weeping. Okay, um, so she kind of looks up at some point and then just immediately looks straight back <laughs> Um Anyways... Um, what was the general's last name? Trexus. Um, I'd like to like flamboyantly bow to the general. Gotcha. So you bow, and it's at that point that he says, "Now please, step forward and collect your promised reward for braving the sea voyage and supporting the crown's efforts." <clears throat> so it's at that point that Madolin quickly steps forward and. Uh, General Thalmor Trexus hands down a, a sack of gold to the dwarf, and he gives his traditional dwarvish uh, bow and walks off into the city. Uh, Lily does the same with him, kind of walks up, seeing that she maybe might have misunderstood just a little <laughs> bit. She walks up with Madolin, and the two of them get their uh, their reward. Uh, it's at that point <laughs> that the high elf, uh, Trexus, General Trexus, looks up at the uh, party as you're all waiting to take your turns, and he locks eyes with you, Valnor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you take that as a cue to step forward. Do you step forward? Yeah. Okay. So, for the most part, there's enough of a gap between the rest of the party and you where this conversation can be had privately, unless someone is trying deliberately to listen. I'd like to do that. Like okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, because it's a difficult... Um, thing to do, I need you to be proficient in perception. Yeah. And I am? Yeah. 20. 30, 20. 30, 20. Uh, mine's just a 17. 17? Okay. So you can hear bits and pieces of this. Um, as you approach, Trexus, sitting on the back of this white horse, looks down at you and he says, Pronounce your last name real quick. Quintelanor? Quintelanor. Quintelanor. Okay, he looks at you and he says, Valinor Quintelanor, your file was extensive. You know, the crown could use a man like you. In fact, I believe I know just the thing to whet your appetite after a long sea voyage with little to no action. Outside the keep of Atzana, you will see a bounty board with the current list of wanted persons. Violence in the city is prohibited, with the exception of apprehending wanted persons. And even then, it is to be kept at a minimum. Using your less than honorable skills to serve the king would keep you in his good graces. And more importantly, it would keep you in mine. So I raise my eyebrow at this. Mm-hmm. As long as there's gold, I'm fine. 
takes and he hands you a sack of gold. And he says, there's plenty more where that came from. I, uh, unceremoniously just give a slight head tip. And then, as an acknowledgement that I get it. Yeah. And then I'm going to walk away. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it is 50 GP, 50. by the way. Gotcha. 50 GP. Enough to buy a kind of squalor house in this city. Um, anyways, at that point, his eyes immediately dart up and look directly at Renalia. <laughs> Still snarling. Still snarling. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So do you step forward? Yes. Okay. As soon as you're within eye shot or, or earshot, and he kind of deliberately kind of hushes his tone just a little bit, he says, My, my, Renalia Vavrain. Your reputation precedes you, madam. I did enjoy reading up on you in particular. You are a kindred spirit of mine. Corruption of power given by the people is entirely unacceptable. In fact, I'm having some issues keeping some of my lower ranks of the city guards honest. You're welcome to report any findings in that regard to me directly. However, the Verhelmans are beyond reproach and do not appreciate snooping of any kind. He's not saying this to be threatening, he's just saying it matter of fact. And he says, Just a word to the wise. And then he hands you this sack of gold. I'll bow. I'll put it to your whatever. And then as you walk away, he says, Good day, Inquisitor. <laughs> it's at that point that he looks at Nicholas and Alistair and kind of motions for the two of you to step forward. Step forward. As you do. Okay. Uh, the two of you stand before him and he says, About time we had some more musicians arrive. I can't tell you how many times I've heard the same boring tunes and crude ballads sung by subpar performers. Please, do enjoy yourselves, and try to stay away from songs about the Battle of Red Gulf. They are all so... embellished. <laughs> and of course, all of you will recall that General Thalmor Trexus was the one who led the Battle of Red Gulf. Um... And he hands the two of you your 50 GP sacks. Well, I promise you our music will be anything but stale, and I'll try not to learn anything from your subpar bards. <clears throat> Very good. I'll toss the gold and say, well, for tips like this, any song request. <laughs> Put it in my pocket. Gotcha. And the two of you walk away. Okay. Yeah. So at that point, then he looks up to Meryl and kind of motions for you to step forward. Okay. I'll just sort of, like... Stand in a dignified way. Okay. Gotcha. He looks at you and he says, Meryl Ferosa, a pleasure meeting you. I'm told you're a gifted craftsman who studied under the Master Smiths of Silverstone. That's correct, and thank you for your hospitality, General. It is rare that I meet my intellectual equal, and rarer still that I meet my superior. Welcome to Edsana. And he hands you a sack of gold. 
very much appreciated. Studied under the Masters in Silverstone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at Raffinax, who is standing all by himself on a familiar cobblestone pathway. Can you step forward? Yes. Okay. And he says, Now, here is a meeting I haven't looked forward to. First and foremost, I would like to, to offer my deepest condolences. Your parents were proud examples of the Naukar, and I knew them well. I have in my possession the deed to your heretical home, and have made it my personal mission to make sure it has found its way to your hands. Me hand you a scroll of parchment and a sack of 50 GP. Welcome home, Paladin Rathanax. Thank you. Can you walk away? Yeah. Okay. That was not like a secretive conversation, correct? That would have been... Um, well, given that all of you have walked away, um, I would say that with a 17, you might have heard some of that. Um, I'm mostly concerned with, am I aware that he just got the deed to a house? <laughs> um, I would say no, not on that part. I'd say the welcome is really what you heard. I don't care about that. Okay. Gotcha. Alright, so. Um, as all of you are kind of standing in this secondary little group, um, you, uh, your attention is drawn back to the docks um, as you hear the shuffling of plate mail. You look up and you can see uh, <coughs> that Captain Viren and uh, roughly ten blood guards uh, are all walking down the planks of the dock, and they're all wearing their uh, this, the morbid black armor with the red capes, and they all have their hands on their long swords. They walk directly up to uh, General Thalmor Trexus. And you can see as they have a short conversation, uh, seems to be pleasant, you know, just uh, pleasantries mostly. And then it's at that point that uh, General Thalmor Trexus ushers his horse to turn, and General Thalmor Trexus, the city guard, and the blood guards all walk into the city together. Do they have anything with them? Do they have anything with them? Make a perception check. I was going to ask the same thing. Okay, make a perception check. Nine. Okay. I'm walking up to you. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Eight. Um, just what I had mentioned. There are ten in his company, including him. So nine other blood guard with him. Um, they all do seem to have, you know, some light packs, maybe with some change of clothes, extra gear, things like that. None of the blood guards look out of place. Smaller than that. the rest? <laughs> no. And generally, blood guards are only a couple of inches off. Mm-hmm. They're kind of... It's kind of required that you're, that you're all uniform. Yeah. Um, and they all seem to be around the same size. Um, and they're all wearing their featureless black helms. <coughs> hmm. huh. Why would they be riding in a 
It's, uh, go ahead. I was just going to walk up to him and I'll, I'll ask him, um, excuse me, uh, sir, you seem to be very comfortable here. Uh, I was wondering if your services might be, um, available for, ex for an expedition beyond the walls. I <laughs> do suppose we could make an arrangement. I have a request of my own. Of course. I've... You seem to be a quite the tinkerer. That is a thing that I do, yes. <laughs> I have lost my spectacles and could use a new pair. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> I would be more than happy to help you with that. Um, more than anything, what I'm asking is, if you plan on venturing outside the walls, if I might accompany you. I don't have any one specific place to go to, but uh, one place I do need to stop by. Uh, certainly. Uh, I don't live terribly far from here. If you would like to join me to... I, I have a, a task to perform rather rather quickly, but if you would like to join, then you're welcome. Are you inviting me for dinner? Sure. Awesome. <laughs> That'll give me time to work on your spectacles. Thank you. All of you are hearing this as well, because you're all kind of standing adjacent to I'd, each other. I'd like her to be like, ah, you have lodging here. Uh, <laughs> might I be able to uh, perhaps join your party and uh, stay at your home? I don't have anywhere to stay currently, and my gold is very precious to me. <laughs> certainly, there's, uh, it's, it's not quite the largest house, but certainly I'm, I can accommodate for... For, seven, for a few. I can't imagine it's worse than the ship we've been on for six months. <laughs> Can I go bump into you now? <laughs> Say, um, does it happen to be inside of Edzana? Uh, yes, it is. Hmm. If you come up with a price for lodging, let me know. Or maybe a song. I do like songs. <laughs> ah, perfect. <laughs> The other takers. <laughs> just, <laughs> just so I just like to walk up smiling, like, can I join? Six homeless people get off the bridge. Please do. <laughs> it's how, easier than making plans. So, how far away is that um, that wanted board at? Uh, the keep of Zana, you actually have no idea where it is, and so you would have to ask. But it's at, it's at that point that all of you hear a small little voice pipe up <laughs> right in your midst, like smack dab in the middle of you, and he says, Wow, he, he sure is nice, isn't he? Oh, fuck! <laughs> Jesus! And there is a small halfling, uh, I'm sorry, a gnomish uh, boy with this long golden hair, and he's wearing green traveling clothes and this oversized pack that's strung on his back. Um, Not a child. No, no, he's a gnomish boy. Are, are gnomes shorter than halflings? They are not shorter, but they are skinnier. You said green clothes? Yeah, green traveling clothes. Were you on the boat the whole time? I uh, no, no, no. I, um, my name is uh, my name is Ulysses Underfoot. Uh, I uh, am you a, are. Yes, certainly. I, I am a, I'm a guide here in the city of Adzana. Uh, I am open for employ if any of you would be interested. What are your prices? I, it depends on the question. How much oh. do you charge people to guide them through the city? I, I mostly answer questions. Uh, about where to go in the city and uh, any questions you might have about its histories or lore. Or I know a little bit about outside the city, too. I'm, a, I'm an adventurer, you see. 
I would like to press X to doubt. <laughs> I would I would like to maybe insight. I don't know. I, I want to like. Do I recognize him? Have I seen him before? Am I familiar with people who do this? Gotcha. Job. Like, Make is, an insight check. Is he legitimate? I am holding on to my gold purse. Gotcha. I, I do not trust small children. I've never seen a gnome before. So you I'm said bewildered. Yeah. You said which one? Insight. 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 Was twelve? Lily, was Lily a gnome or a half? Half. Okay. Twelve. Um. He seems to be on the up and up. I mean, pretty much in every city that you go to, that you've ever traveled to, there's going to be people near the entrances that are willing to exchange information for coin um, and guide them if they, if need be. Um, but he does seem to be on the up and up. At the same time, there is a slight, slight glint in his eye that kind of tells you that there's something he's not mentioning. Okay. Not necessarily deception. Just something that's being omitted. Um. Okay, I I would like to address that. Hold on one second, because okay. uh, Renalia had something. Go ahead. I would like to bend down, uh-huh. and, like get really close to his face and smile, uh-huh. and be like, "Sir Underfoot, where is the religious section?" Oh, uh, the, the religious district is you take the main thoroughfare uh, and then you take a right and then you're in the Street of Swords and then you just continue taking the gradual right and then you give me a copper piece to finish. <laughs> you see, little underfoot, I'm not good with directions. I need a guide. You oh, a guide, aren't you? That'll cost you a silver piece. A silver piece it is. Okay. Let me get to the religious section. Uh, make a check of some kind. <laughs> you can make an intimidation or persuasion check. Hmm. I'm plus seven to intimidation. Look at that. That's fucking Perfect. shit. I'm plus five. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> shit. I'm also a plus seven to intimidation. You were the least scary yeah, person in the whole giant. Yeah. I live here. Tim, I, I'm not I that think intimidating. we may have established you can use your strength instead of that charisma for intimidation. Oh, can I? Yeah, I, I go with that one as well. Um, so, he looks at you and he says, Okay, are you going to need change? Yes. Okay. Pulls out a uh, gold pouch and he hands you ten silver pieces to exchange for one gold piece. Yeah, so that would be a plus seven. So, minus a gold piece plus <coughs> nine. nine if you're going to end up paying him. She did say not until they got there, though. Or did they? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'm just saying, if you're intending on paying him, if yeah, he follows through, then... Okay. Oh, and he says, uh, anything else from anybody? Uh, I'm I'm here all night. Yes, small sir. Um, I would like directions to a nice tavern, a market to buy groceries and other standard goods, and the job board of the city. Job, job board. Uh, so we don't really have any job boards, per se, uh, but we do have a bounty board. If you're sure. into that kind of work, um, tavern and market first. I'd say that much. Uh, that much information is gonna. It's gonna cost you. Uh, I'll toss him a silver before he answers. It's gonna cost you three silver. But three locations, directions, not a guide. Well, make a persuasion check. It was a copper piece for directions. 
Nineteen. Okay, sounds only fair. Uh, <laughs> um, so he takes the silver piece and he says, uh, "So uh, you said a uh, a tavern, a tavern, a market district where I could buy groceries, a rope, things like that, and the bounty pool." Okay. Well, um, there's the bent bow in. Mm-hmm. And bent bow oh. in. Uh, that's the that's the nicest tavern in town. It's got a lot of the natural cosmetics of uh, Dargrith and Malkaria, so it's kind of a, a traveler's favorite spot. Um, you got uh, Albus's or uh, yeah, Albus's odds and ends. That's a general just general goods store. And he gives you the directions to those. Okay. And then, uh, what was your other one you said? Uh, well, I said like a grocery market. like. Yeah, that'd be Albus's. Okay. Albus's Albus what? Albus's Albus 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 and Ends. There's a bounty board. The bounty board? Uh, that's outside the keep, which is in the central part of the city. It's also where uh, General Trexus garrisons all of his troops. All right. Thank you very much. And I'll cinch it tight mm-hmm. and put it under my leather up in my Gotcha. I, I'd like to be keeping track of where he's putting this money. Okay, he's putting it back into a little pouch that's on the front of his okay. pants. Um, I'd like to ask, uh, so who is the most, uh, let's say, accomplished bard in the city? Uh, they all kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> They're not very good. Uh, I think a lot of them are kind of sick of sick of the tips here, which aren't really that great. Mm. Unfortunate. Well, I, I, I don't have any, I've only got gold pieces, and I, I don't want to bring you gold piece for information that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give you that one for free. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That's it. I'm just going to follow him. Does anything that he said so far go against my personal knowledge of the city? No. No. Everything seems to be on the up and up. Okay. I'd like to take two steps away and then look, pat my pockets down to make sure nothing's missing. Okay. Um, you don't see anything missing. So, specifically, I want to reach for a certain spell component. Which one? My 300 gold piece diamond. <laughs> okay. Smaller. Is it there? Yeah, it's there. Okay, cool. You're not missing anything. Okay. Um, Alright, so if there's nothing else, then Ulysses is going to lead um, Renalia to the religious district. Did you have any uh, obligations in the religious district? I did not. I'll just hang out with you. Okay. I'd like to go home. I'm going to follow you home because you offered me a place to stay. Okay. Do you mention where your home is to Renalia since she's going somewhere separate? Yeah, I'll give her a general idea of like what the house looks like, where you can find it, what intersection it would be. Gotcha. I'd like to listen to this. Yes. I'd like to listen to this as well, and uh, we follow you to the religious district if, if you're doing that. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go in that order. It took, um, it took two sessions for us to split the party. Into like five pieces. Um. Does anyone's passive perception beat fifteen? Can I be investigation? No. Passive perception. 14. 
I just ask that you be gentle. Passive perception? No, it does not. No? Okay. Gotcha. Can I? Never mind. I'm not going <laughs> to set myself up this way for the whole thing. Alright, okay. Uh, so if that's the case, then um, Ulysses kind of reaches his arm up to guide you. Okay, gotcha. And he walks <laughs> off very proudly. Um... I would immediately like to check my coin purse, my... All of you check everything, and there's nothing missing. Yeah, I've had my hand on my coin purse yeah. this whole time. So, you and I'm you are together. Okay. And he kind of looks at the two of you, and he goes, You guys seem a lot more fun than the other ones. <laughs> besides that, uh, besides that, that's, that uh, half-elf guy with the loot, he seemed kind of cool. We gotta make a stop, okay? Uh, perk up half a mile uh, what away. exactly do we have to stop? Yeah, we gotta make a stop before uh, before we get to the religious district. Stop where? No, uh, in an alleyway. What? <laughs> um, I mean, you don't have to go. You can just stand at the, the, the front of the alleyway for a second. I just I don't want to have to come back. That's all. And I don't want to have to hurt you, little foot. Make an intimidation check. Can I, can I help her so it's not proficient as well? Yeah, it's underfoot, by the way. Oh. <laughs> I'm intimidating. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Damn it! He's giving you, he's giving you a... You just rolled once, right? Yeah. Alright. Is it 12? Are you doing persuasion or intimidation? Intimidation. Okay. Oh, same. Man, you are just ganging up on Mr. <laughs> Ulysses, aren't you? What did you roll? Same as 12. 12? 12? We both rolled 12. You guys suck. You both have such high boat. <laughs> hey, hey, you suck? We'll kill you. I rolled a half five. Okay. He, he kind of looks at the two of you and he goes, Well, I mean, you're welcome to come or not. I just, I gotta, I gotta stop somewhere. And it's about that time that uh, he goes, It's right up here. And you guys are walking through the city, which, by the way, um, as all of you are walking through the city, you can see that Adzana is busy. Um, it, it is a thriving metropolis among this this um, you know what what you've always heard is a, a war-torn country essentially you know that this this war front that's been going on for seven years but this city seems to be doing fairly well you can hear the pinging of hammers you can hear bakers at their craft you can hear leather punches you can hear everything that would indicate that this is a healthy a healthy city um, and you can even see where many of the um, many of the big empty spots in the city where buildings were burned down during the Battle of Red Gulf have been rebuilt with this kind of like pale uh, stone. Uh, there are occasionally some buildings that look like they're of Malkar make that were left and, and allowed to stay up. But the city is being rebuilt even seven years later and there is a lot that's already finished. Um, Weird question. Uh-huh. Since uh, it's been too long since long rest to adjust our spell list, I forgot whenever we took a long rest mm-hmm. to adjust spells. Yeah. Is it too late? Too late. Yeah, it's too late. Oh, okay. um, so, uh, Ulysses tucks down an alleyway and he kind of looks to see if the two of you are following. Um, no? <laughs> no. You're not going to follow? No, no. Watch from a distance. You watch from a distance? Ulysses okay. gets murdered. You guys just want the child. Okay. So he's not a child. He walks up and there's a guy in the alleyway who's kind of crossed his arms like this and is just kind of looking down the alleyway either way. And uh, you see as Ulysses just kind of walks up to him and kind of just 
like nonchalant has a conversation with him. Uh, if you're proficient in perception, I'll let you make a perception check to see if <laughs> drugs from this guy. What if you're expert in perception? He's gonna come you're not there. Nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> you get p- bits and pieces. Um, they seem to be haggling over a price. He's gonna come back talking. He's gonna about sell pressure. our kidneys. Um, <laughs> so hell. At some point, at some point, the guy who Ulysses is talking to looks up at the two of you who are kind of standing awkwardly in the entrance of the alley. I just like to smile and go. <laughs> and then he looks back at Ulysses and he goes, "Are they guards?" And <laughs> Ulysses goes <laughs> back, tell begins to explain. Guards. Anyways, after a few moments, you see as he reluctantly kind of looks around, holds his hand out. Ulysses hands him some of the uh, money that you guys have just paid him, and then quickly he. So hand something to Ulysses. Gives him some product. Yeah, put something in his hands. Um, it took us two sessions to find drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ulysses quickly like turns and begins to walk back to you. He's got kind of a pip in his step. He's, he's hopping, skipping almost. He's already snorted it. Yeah. Um, Shake him down. So he just kind of <laughs> tosses the bag into the air and then catches it and then pockets it right before he exits the alley. I'll ask him. Okay. Hey, Ulysses, what exactly was that you bought from that gentleman? Well, why? You didn't care. Well, that's because I thought you were going to sell my kidneys. <laughs> what are kidneys? Never mind. I thought it was something nefarious. No, I'm just... You must understand. We don't know. I'm just buying something for my friend. And then you guys are start walking. Um, Is it's it a tasty stuff from your friend? Uh, I don't know. I've never had it. You don't get high your own supply. So as you um oh, are going down one of these main thoroughfares, he cuts down a different alley and tells you it's a shortcut. Um, and at at some point, he kind of as he's walking starts to shuffle through his bag like he's going in inside of his bag right here, and he's just kind of. Eventually, he pulls out a jar, okay? And inside the jar... Is it <laughs> 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 Just a bunch of kidneys. <laughs> a bunch of kidneys. <laughs> All varying sizes. Um, so, uh... <laughs> so, what's inside is a... Uh, what you see is a female pixie. Uh, inside the jar. Um, and oh, you can no. see as she's sitting there kind of like, kind of asleep, and she opens her eyes and sees, and he's like, he uncorks the jar, and you see his pixie just begins to fly around him. And uh, quickly you hear, you hear the pixie say, Hey! 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 Listen! Hey! Hey! Listen! You little fuck! Listen! And Ulysses goes, what? What, Lolo? What? You got my shit? You got my shit? He goes, yes, Lola, I've got your shit. Just just give us a second, okay? I just want to give you a second to, to stretch your wings. And she's like, no, I need it now. So he goes, okay. Opens up the bag. Pulls out just like a couple of little pinches of whatever this stuff is. And just kind of puts it into her hand. She quickly like whips out this long pipe. And just begins to like puff on this long pipe. 
fucking drugs in my car. <laughs> um, okay. Ulysses does not partake. We're gonna need a lot more drugs. Um, and uh, once she has had a couple of puffs off of this pipe, she quickly flies back into the jar and immediately goes right back to sleep. <laughs> What kind of kinky ass like simp shit is this? <laughs> uh, he corks the jar and puts it back in his backpack. Uh, go ahead. Okay, so just to be clear, grouping wise, it's me and character name Rathanax. Rathanax. And these two, and these two are alone. No, he's with I'm you. With Rathanax. Yeah. yeah, he's with us. Okay, yeah. and you're alone then. Y'all are three are together. These two, he's alone. These two are by and themselves. These two are together. Yes. Okay, so three groups. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so eventually you get to the religious district. Oh, thank God. Yeah, and Ulysses says, well, uh, here it is. Uh, you got any more questions for me? Yes, was that a being of magic in your point? No. Or you just have she's, to see she, me. She's a being of, of, of hatred, really. She's <laughs> <laughs> kind, kind of small to be giving you orders. Well, she's, you know, I kind of knew her before, so. Before <laughs> what, the drugs? <laughs> Not there. You know what? None of my business. <laughs> okay, well, if you don't have any more uh, business for me, I'm going to go back to the docks and see if I can't find some more. Yes, actually, how do we get back without taking your little shortcut? Oh, just, uh, and he tells you how to get back. Okay. I'm going to be back for you. I don't know where to go. <laughs> um, so the two of you are standing in the religious district. What exactly are you wanting to do there? I want to look for, like, a church or, like, an offering... So are you looking for an all shrine or are you looking for a specific temple? An shrine. Okay. So the fountain that's in the middle of the religious district is considered an all shrine. Or slice them thumbs. That's a reference to his last character. Yeah. Are you gonna be hammered? Um so the two of you are standing at this fountain. No, I'm going to the Temple of Morgat. Okay, so you go to the Temple of Morgat? Do I see people around the fountain? Yeah, there's a couple. Makes sense for this guy. Um, yeah, some of them do look like they might be. Edzarna's a lot like Segvel in that there's not really homeless people, but there are working class people. There are people who maybe have a little less than everyone else. Not starving by any means, but, you know, just a little underprivileged. Sure. Um, so you're a dragonborn walking up to random people and uh, you walk up to what appears to be some kind of laborer um, and he just kind of looks at you and his eyes get kind of wide and you say what? I just smile and I'm like hello what do you do? <laughs> like the friendliest preschooler what, what, yes. what do I do? I, I'm, I'm a baker I don't have any bread right now. I, I just left the bank. I'm going home. I just wanted to stop by the R Shrine. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't, have any, I don't have any bread. You're a baker, but you have bread. <laughs> I, are you making an intimidation check? No. Okay. Just I, I, I bake bread for somebody else. He's my boss. Um, well, where's your bakery? Uh, it's it's in the uh, grocer's district. Uh, it's it's yeah. 
Take me to your bread. It's closed. <laughs> Why is your bread closed? Because it's it's it, there's no one there. To, well, actually, it wouldn't be closed. I guess not because it's the middle of the day. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> um, I can I can take you there. Um, do you want any? Do you do you, do you want to do anything here first or? Okay. I just want the bread. Okay. Is that where Albus is with me? I mean, uh, Albus is Albus would probably sell bread, but. Um, I have no idea what you, but they would be in the grocery I have no idea what she's doing either. Um, so uh, he eventually, you know, kind of walks down the street, and you're just kind of following behind him. Um, Can I whistle? Sure. Yeah, I don't like the whistle. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, so what are you doing in the Temple of Morgat? Uh, I would like to literally walk in and, and check and see how many people are around, roughly. Um, it seems to be fairly empty. There may be two people there. Alrighty. Uh, would the Temple of Morgat be potentially a place to buy, like, a pipe and tobacco, maybe? No. Either way, I'd like to sit down at the altar. Kind of thumb, twiddle my thumbs, look up and say, Alright, I'm here, now what? Like, Morgat descends down! <laughs> a form of prey. But okay. in a way that's not a typical way of writing. Okay. Um, I guess make a religion check for me. <laughs> so we have now split into four parties. Sixteen. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the guy who is in there um, that's currently praying, mm-hmm. um, he's kneeling at the altar and he stands up and you're kind of you're kind of taken aback at how big this guy is. Um, he's a Malkar. Surprisingly, um, and you get this kind of little gust of confirmation okay. as you kind of think to yourself, "That guy kind of looks a little bit like Rathanax." Hmm. Point taken. I walk up to him. Hello, friend. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Now, just to be clear. You, you got the feeling that initially you were like, oh, that guy kind of looks like that guy we just you know, split from, the guy I'm staying at his house tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Not necessarily that anything was driving you towards that person. Okay, gotcha. Well, then I'll take out a, uh, I'll take out a gold and put it in the offering plate and gotcha. walk away. Okay. Have a good day then. You as well. <laughs> All right. I'll walk back out and see if I can if I can find Nelia cool if not the. Um, yeah, I'd say... No, she's probably gone. So, are you just going to head to... Oh, you got you still got stuff you need to do. No, I'm going go to go essentially to the grocery store. She also doesn't know how to get there by herself. But she's Yeah, she she's following the baker right now. She said that yeah. she doesn't know how to get there, that it was up to him. As I step out, I'll say, Renalia? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll make a perception check. We'll leave it up to the dice. <laughs> Oh, it's kind of cocked, but it's on an 11. No, no. You don't see her. <laughs> you don't have a plus? <laughs> Absolutely do not. Okay. Uh, can I... Danger. <laughs> I like, can I say it loud? I'd like to say it loud enough to where if she was just around the corner or something, she might hear me. Can I know I can't see her. <laughs> um. So you just start yelling, Renalia! No, not yelling, just... Loud enough to where if somebody was around the corner, they would hear me. I'm not gonna. I'm balls deep into this. Make a perception check, Ramalia. Y'all, y'all are killing me. 
Twelve is what you needed. <laughs> so you hear Alistair or Alistar um, yelling, Renalia! And you kind of turn and you can see him on the steps. You are way down the street, still following this baker. I'd be like, over here! I'm going to get bread! I was going to a grocery store. What you want? Do you know the way back to get to Rathanax's house? No, I'll say you've, you've met back up at this bread. point. Let's get this bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about securing the bag, but maybe we can go back this way where we know where we're going later. You know what? You are your own person. Do what you will. But I'm going to uh, uh, Albus's. Okay, I'd like to look at the little man. Double door. Okay. <laughs> he kind of gets this like scared look as soon as you turn his attention, and then he just kind of like when you reach your hand out, he reaches his hand out, and you put him through gold. He goes, "Uh, uh thank, thank you." Ah, uh, how many days wages? That's that? like that's like, like six months. That's like six months of work. <laughs> um, thank, thank you, ma'am. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> okay, you just run away. Well, um, as I'm running out, like, you're welcome. Okay. I don't understand your character. So you guys are <laughs> headed to Albus's? <laughs> You're headed to Albus's. Okay. So we're going to pick up with someone else for a second. We'll pick back up with you. Okay. So we'll do yours because I think I can knock yours out quick. Okay. You, you have found your way. Uh, you have found your way to the bounty board, which is outside of the keep of Atzana. Um, you are seeing a lot of military activity here. There's City Watch, and then there's Military. The Military is dressed differently. Um, they're coming and going out of the keep. There's a lot of people coming back that look like they might have been in battle, you know, within the past few weeks. Um, still, like, bandaged up wounds and things like that. But uh, you're looking for the bounty board specifically? Yeah. Okay. You did say that that's in the center of the city, outside of the keep? Yeah, it's in the... No, it's in the center of the city... The keep is the center of the city. And the keep of Atzana is like the strongest building. Gotcha. In all of Atzana. Okay. Ah, there we go. Alright. So, you're looking at the bounty board? Mm -hmm. There are two open bounties right now. Okay. Would you uh, like to look at them? Yes, I would. Okay. One is for a orc, a Malkar orc, by the name of Borok the Bloody, and it is 30 GP alive, or 10 silver pieces dead. Okay. The second is Corbel Orgor, or Orgo. Sorry, yeah, Orgor. Orgo. And it's the same. 30 GP, uh, 30 GP alive, 10 silver pieces dead. See, also Malkar orc. Um, no, Corbell is a Malkar and human. Malkar okay. Yeah. For the record, isn't 10 silver pieces the same as a gold? Yeah, it is. Monetary wise, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, no specifics as to the purpose of the bounty? No, it doesn't say what they're wanted for. Okay. Uh, how does. So, is there anybody like that is manning the bounty board? Like There's a guard standing nearby, yeah. So, I'll. I'll look to the guard and, I, and I ask him how does one go about establishing the bounty? Uh, 
the bounty's open to anybody. Uh, once you find the person, if they're dead, you have to bring proof of the kill to the key at Zana, where Trexus will uh, examine it himself. If it's a uh, live individual, you bring him to the keep, and Trexus pays you your money. Okay. I will venture for the first one. For what? The first the first bounty. Okay, that's uh, Bow Rope the Bloody. Bow Rope the Bloody. Yeah. Is this a quest line? Could you spell um, Bow Rope for me? B-O-R-O-K. And you can just add it under the quest line of Bounty. You said, what was the name of the guy that he's going to kill? Bo Rope the Bloody. B-O-R-O-K? Yeah. Um, How much was it worth? Yeah, what's the price? 30 GP GP alive, 10 silver pieces dead. Is there uh, any, does it instruct as to where his whereabouts may be? No. Okay. It's literally just his name and a picture of him. Okay. Um, I would like to make my way back into the city. Specifically, I'm looking for the seedy underworld of the city. Okay. Um, <laughs> the dark underbelly. Keep in mind that uh, it is starting to become evening at okay. this point. Um, and so you are going to look for, what, shady individuals? Yeah, I'm going to visit the local taverns, places that, you know, the shadier types would, would venture to go to. Gotcha. Okay. Um, did you mention a tavern because you wanted to eventually go to one today? Eventually go to one. Maybe not today if we're going to Rathenax's place, but potentially okay. tomorrow. Gotcha. We'll pick back up with you, because mm-hmm. maybe they'll go to a tavern in just a second, and we'll try and conclude y'all's thing. Um, so you're going to Alvis's? Yeah. Okay. Can we take a break? Uh, we still got half an hour before we're halfway through. Okay. Do you need a break? I don't. Okay. Well, we're also going to do their thing too. So, um, so, um, you see the shop known as Albus's Odds and Ends, um, and it is kind of a underwhelming outside. Uh. Do you go inside? Yeah. Okay. So you go inside, and it's um, just, it's maybe a little cluttered, um, but it does seem to have a very wide selection of just general goods. Um, It's very well lit with natural light, um, because there are, there's like a ton. This is one of the buildings that has been rebuilt after Dargrath fell. It's like Super Walmart? Yeah. It's, it's a lot smaller than a super Walmart, yeah, but it's it's got a lot of <laughs> windows and a lot of natural light inside. Okay. Um, and you do see the shopkeep and several other people inside. Okay. I'd like to go up to the shopkeep. Okay. That's exciting. Oh, excuse me, my good man. Um, you, you sell groceries in this establishment? Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we sell we sell groceries. Could you point me in the direction of those, possibly some wine, and some rope and other standard gear that one might need on the road? Uh, sure. Uh, you're going to want the bread and wine uh, down that aisle over there, any points. Okay. And then this uh, is in the uh, ropes and pythons and things like that. They're going to be on the wall, any kind of points over there. Okay. Uh, 
all I want from here is enough groceries, like to bring back to Rathanax's place, like cooking oils and yada 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 to make dinner uh, for like say two nights, mm-hmm. and like an extra fifty feet of rope and a couple bottles of wine. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> all that will probably maybe run you a gold piece. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, with the two bottles of wine, we'll say two gold pieces. Two gold pieces. Yeah, sure. They're they're a pretty good bottle of wine. They're a good bottle of wine. Yeah, sure. Two gold pieces. Five wine. Done. Do you want to buy some bread? Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a copper piece. Character development. With the meat too. She loves. Bread. Oh, you want meat on it? Yeah. Yeah, we'll say we'll say five copper pieces. A sandwich. Really? Is, 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 is meat not included in the? Huh? Uh, included in the groceries, sandwiches. right? That I'm gonna bring back. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. The ropes and piping will probably oh. run you. Yeah. I'd say maybe maybe eight silver pieces. I, I already have pythons. Uh-huh. I just needed the extra fifty one? feet of rope. <coughs> like, like, uh-huh. like a you? Like a like a sleeping bag. I don't think I have. Hot dogs not sandwiches. Hot dogs is taco. Okay. All right. I can see. Bring it in. Bring it in. Sorry. I don't. I don't have like travelers stuff. I have a backpack, but I don't have like a sleeping bag or a mess kit or anything. So I was like going after that, like because I had I had to take. I didn't have that option. So yeah, sleeping bag. We'll say you can get just a basic like travelers loadout for maybe five silver pieces. Okay. And that's all quality stuff. Everything in Elvis's shop seems to be extremely quality stuff. Alright, so I'll remove a gold and add five silver. Um, it's at that point that as you are shopping, you turn and you see something that... Uh, I don't know, maybe you've seen this in the past and maybe you haven't. But um, we'll say, for the sake of narrative, that you haven't. Okay. What you see standing at the end of one of the aisles and looking directly at you is what appears to be... Roughly like a five foot eight, five foot nine cat person. Hmm. He is um, older. Uh, you can see that his all of his fur is kind of this black and gray, mm-hmm. um, kind of more lion-like than a house cat. Um, he mm-hmm. definitely looks a little a little fierce. Um, he's wearing comfortable but protective traveling robes with a lot. Of pockets, um, and he is also wearing two scimitars on his hip. He walks up to you and he says, "Sephrax is wondering, are you going to be doing some traveling?" Uh, with any luck, I suppose so. Sephrax, my name is Alistair. I'll let your hand up. It is nice to meet you, Alistair. Sephrax is looking to employ some people for an expedition. Sephrax does enjoy good music, and he sees your vial. Ah. Well, how many would you need? And if good music is what you want, then I happen to have a, you might call a partner in crime in that respect. It's me. <laughs> um, he looks at you and he says, Sephrax will hire as many as his gold will allow. You see, Sephrax uh, is trying to go to the island of Dari. Mm-hmm. Would I know anything about that? No, you would not. Would I know anything about that? No, you would not. Daria? Yeah. 
Ah, and uh, what kind of dangers can be expected to be faced between here and Daria? Oh, all kinds. You see, Sephrax is known as Sephrax the Traveled. He has spent most of his life in Malkaria and knows that the roads can be dangerous. Hmm. Good adventure, good stories to tell maybe upon the return? Many, yes. And if, say, you were to have roughly a six-person party accompany you, what would the gold division be like? All even, of course. Sephrax has gold to pay, but Sephrax has something more precious, perhaps. And he turns, and you can see as he he kind of reaches into this extremely loose-looking satchel, um, and he pulls out what appears to be, like, a good, like, thumb-sized amethyst. And he says, Sephrax is in the jewel trade, you see. He is wishing to go to Daria, to go to the wizard's school there, to trade his gems and jewels. Looking around, has anybody saw him pull that out, or is anybody watching us at this no, point? No, no one's watching. Say, You're chomping down the spread, just <laughs> well, eating it. <laughs> I say, well, Safrax, if you're in the jewel trade, there is something I would definitely be interested in, and I'll pull out my diamond. Okay. And I'll put it back and say, is that something that you might have in your repertoire? Oh, absolutely. Safrax has many, many precious diamonds in his collection. Hmm. Is there a way I could get back in contact with you at a later date once I have spoken with my friends? Well, Sephrax will be in Adzama for several days, resupply. And where might I... I tell you what, I plan to, at some point or another, make my way to the Bent Bow Inn. Uh, where I would like to possibly play music, drink, have a good time, but that may not be till tomorrow. Is there any chance I can meet you back there? Sephrax can meet you at the Bent Bow Inn. Would you like to meet in the midday, early morning, evening? Say, meet there for the lunch rush tomorrow. Very good. All right, Sephrax, it was a pleasure. You can notate in your notes that you have acquired the necessary knowledge to start the quest, The Cat's Meow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come on. <laughs> Nerd! I enjoy that. <laughs> Alright, so, you're scarfing down meat and bread, and Albus is just kind of looking at you, and he's just kind of, like, nervously, like, doing his hands like this. Um, you've just concluded your conversation with Safrax, and, um... And to be clear, what is what would the sleeping bag, like, sleeping gear be called? Bedroll. Bedroll, yeah. Hey, Jeff, will you grab me a water, please? Yeah. It's not going to be in the fridge, it's going to be outside on the... On the stove. Just to clarify, I added rope, bedroll, mess kit. Is there anything else that I'm missing from traveling gear? That that five silver got me? Maybe, maybe a torch. I, I, torches and my file of starlight. Gotcha, okay. So, if, that, if that's everything from like a traveling kit, then I'm good. Okay. And then the groceries. Mm-hmm. Alright, do you want to go to a. Uh, Tavern before you head to Raphanaxis? Okay. No. So you head to Raphanaxis. Alright. Oh, if Renalia has <coughs> here. do you need anything else at this shop before you head to Raphanaxis? Okay. Alright. Um, in that case, we're going to go ahead and do that. And then we'll pick back up with you 
searching the seedy underbelly. Would that be a good time to take them? Yeah, we're going to do about another 15 minutes. Alright. So, who is with you? The three Nicholas of you. Nicholas and Meryl. Gotcha. Okay. So, the three of you are walking down a familiar to you, mm-hmm. Cobblestone Street. And as you're looking around, you can see that Many of the memories that you have of it's 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 hard sometimes because you instinctively want to call it Dargrith because it's the city that you grew up in, but it's now at Zana. Um, and you see that a lot of the destruction that you remember in Dargrith, a lot of the collapsed buildings and the, the burned homes and things like that, they've given way to either um, empty lots that don't have anything there or they've been rebuilt in a different fashion but still just as hospitable as you remember um however your home that you eventually make it to still stands and is very much as you remember it um the ironborn long hut is built in the traditional malkar fashion uh, the Long Hut of the Ironborns was one of the few structures that survived the Siege of Dargrith. Um, the stone foundation is built from a deep red stone uh, that gives way to sturdy wooden walls stained black. Um, and as you enter, you, uh, you're familiar with all of this. Um, but the two of you uh, see... As you enter this uh, long hut, the first level is all one big room. Um, it is. It takes up the entire length of the house, and it is decorated with comfortable-looking but modest furniture, a cooking fire pit, a large stone hearth, and an ornate staircase on the far end of the hut that leads up to the second level. Um, you can see also as you're looking around, there are other people in this long hut, but, but in the seconds that you're taking to just take everything in, you can see that there are kind of pallets throughout this one long room where, where guests might sleep or anyone who works for the household might sleep. This is, this is a big multi-purpose room, essentially is what I'm saying. Um, as... About how big is it? Um... It's hard for me to put anything into feet or anything. It's 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 definitely a house that um, someone with a little bit of, of money would have to build. It's it's not like a modest low income home. Um, like half the size of a football field in length. Yeah, like, like your house. Um, I'm trying to think of a room to compare it to. Maybe from one side of my house to the other. Okay. It's about how long this one solid room is. Um, but in those few seconds that you have to analyze, you walk through the front door. And you're immediately greeted by this a, a very, very shocked Lofric. And you can remember Lofric. Um, or sorry, Leofric. Um... You know him as Leofric Miss Splitter. 
And he's a 70-year-old human male. Um, and he worked for your parents, as well as um, Christina Miss Splitter, his wife, who's about a 65-year-old um, human female, and Merrick Woodleaf, who is a 45-year-old half-orc. Um, as he looks up from what he's stirring over this cook fire, he sees you and his, his face kind of brightens up and he says, My, Master Dragnar. Uh, my character flinches and he says, It's Rathanax now. And he quickly runs over to you and he just he just extends his hand like in a, in a trying to get a handshake from you. Yeah, I pull him into a brisk hug and uh, it, it's very good to see you. It has been a long time. Yes, you're... You're so much bigger. <laughs> I, I just remember you as, as a boy. Uh, Six foot tall boy. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, ah, we've, we've been here since your parents passed. Um, and you're back now? You're back to stay? I'm back to investigate. I understand there was something that this was not natural and I'm here to to learn more. No, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't natural. Um, the guards told us. They, they came to the doors and told us that, that you know, that, that your father and uh, your mother, that they wouldn't be returning. Uh, they said that they'd been murdered. This is Leo Frick. Though. Yeah. Leo yeah. Frick. These are my my new friends. Meryl, Nicholas. May, may we dine here and stay the night? <laughs> Master uh, Rathanax, this is your home. Uh, you are free to do whatever you want. Uh, and he goes and he begins to kind of stir back at this like meager, meager, meager pot of like Carrots and maybe some broth. Um, looks like they might be kind of running on their own. <laughs> Start the struggle. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you can see as uh, Christina kind of looks up at you and gives you just this big, like, smile, and there's absolutely no teeth in her head whatsoever. She's just a sweet, sweet old lady. And Ulmer, who. Um, no, no, sorry, not Ulmer, Merrick. Um, kind of. Uh, looks at you and just kind of extends his hand, and he shakes your you shake his hand. Yeah. Now the the relationship between you and Merrick was also kind of kind of a strange one because he's a half orc, and um, in public, your father uh, Ulmer and your mother Lasgar uh, were obviously cold to half orcs. Um, Never necessarily going as far as to do some of the things that are very common for Malkar, full-blooded Malkars to do to half-orcs. Um, they never did anything like that. But in private, in the privacy of their own home, you've always noticed that your father never stood on ceremony around Merrick. And that he treated him... Um, being that you're around... The, you're of similar ages, kind of like another son. Um, but he's busy in the corner whittling something out of wood, maybe to repair one of the pieces of furniture. So what do you do? 
Uh, <clears throat> I'll take a look at those spectacles. Oh, yes, please. Um, I want to hand the... Uh, I don't I don't have my, my glasses, so I can't really read things very well. I want to hand the deed to Leo Frick and ask him if he can assist me with the, uh, with the documents and make sure that everything's in order. Um, Leo Frick doesn't know how to read. Perhaps Merrick? Um, Merrick might know how to read just a little bit. What exactly are you trying to read again? I just make sure that all the documents are in order and everything seems to be in place. Okay, so there's no documents here. But you, he gave, I was given the deed. Oh, the deed. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes, the deed. The deed uh, does appear to be um, in working in, in, in good order, it, it's it's legitimate, um, and it has your father's signature on it. Um, yeah, it seems to be in, in, in remarkable shape, like it's been kept very well. Okay, all the all the necessary signatures are there. Everything's yes. there. Okay. Um. Gotcha. No, you got that. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Are there like chairs around? Just oh yes, like there's there's there. furniture. Yeah, I'd like um, to just sit down and start just like twiddling around on my loop, not anything in particular, just kind gotcha. of okay. relaxing. And um, he, uh, Leo Frick at one point speaks to you and he says, will, will you be taking your old chambers or your parents' chambers or... I must prepare them, that's why I ask. I, I suppose my parents' chambers do fine, thank you. Very well, would you like to see if they're in order or... Yes. Very well. And you see that Leofric and Prathmax begin to walk to the other side of the building and go up the... I'll, I'll start on your spectacles as well. It'll take a couple of hours. Now you're repairing spectacles? No, he's creating. I don't I don't have any. Oh, you don't have any? No, they, well, they were lost on oh. the ship. So you're... I, that's why it was kind of like, I need a I need a favor here. <laughs> hmm. Do you have any favors? I would imagine there's probably an old pair somewhere here at the house that I could... Scrapped up. Your boyhood prescription. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll need a, maybe very thin metallic wire of some sort. If you have two magnifying glasses, I can shapen those down. Okay. Can I direct him to uh, Merrick and see if there's any supplies or anything that would gotcha. help with that? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, or actually, one magnifying glass will work. I'll just split it. Okay. Um, the, you do recall that you did have several pairs of glasses from your youth, which was only seven years ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, the, he, he does find several pairs of glasses that you can maybe turn into one that will be suitable. Um, and he, you know, has pulled them out of your childhood room, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but you go upstairs with, with Leo for it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have to spend uh, an hour working on them. Yes. Okay. And I will get you to do a check in just a second. Sure. Um, okay, so Leofric leads you to your parents' bedroom, mm -hmm. which is obviously a trying thing to see. Um, it's, everything is still in order. Um, their large, uh, bed and their two nightstands and a wardrobe, uh, stands, all built in the traditional Malkar fashion, um, with these beautiful, like, rich black pine accents and 
burgundy um, trim and, and things like that. It's just, it's a very beautiful room. Um, and Leofric begins to uh, pull out the drawer on one of the wardrobes and pull out some of the bedding and begin to make the bed. Um, is there anything that you would like to do in this room? Um, yeah, I guess... I guess an investigation check just to see if there's anything missing, if there's anything that I would recognize as being out of place, anything that would kind of further along my investigation okay. into what happened. Okay, before you do that, now, now that I think about it, um, Leofric at some point walking up the stairs would have handed you a ring of keys mm -hmm. that are the keys to the household, to all the locks, yeah. to anything that needs to be unlocked in the in the house. Mm -hmm. um, the keys were your father's, but he hands you this ring of keys. Um, and you can make an investigation check, but you're pretty familiar with, with what was in this room. Um... Some of your father's clothes are still there, your mother's clothes, um, many of their personal effects, and you know that your father kept an iron floor safe in the wardrobe. Mm -hmm. I'd like to check it. Okay. So you take one of the keys that you remember was the key to the uh, floor safe, and you pop it into the lock and turn, and you can hear as the tumblers click, 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 and it is open, if you would like to open it. Open Okay. <clears throat> so you open up the floor safe and you find um, a large sack of gold pieces. And um, so uh, amongst that, besides the large sack of gold pieces, you see two pendants. Um... The strange thing about these pendants are is that you don't remember your parents ever wearing them. Um, as well as a lot of paperwork that is in the safe. Okay. And that is all that is in the safe. Anything of a note to the paperwork? Would you like to skim through it real quick? Yeah. You skim through the paperwork, and what you see is that it is a lot of um, documentation of several journeys to the village of Zunker um, that your father and mother took. Um, the dates are, are um, on the paperwork, and it, it looks like they took a trip to uh, Zunger not too long before their death. Um, and you see that it's, it's documentation of them renting um, a covered wagon, like a, a, a nicer traveling wagon, and several armed swords to get them to Zunger. Okay. There's I'll roughly half a dozen trips to Zunger documented. Half a dozen trips to where? Zunger. They're documented inside of the safe. Zunger. Uh, Zunger. Zunger. Okay. From memory, would I know exactly how far that is from where we are now? A rough estimate? Days-wise? I don't know. Uh, we can figure that out, though. With our cartographer. If you ask somebody who knows maps. <laughs> um, I'm working on that. While he's working on that, though, do you have anything else? Um... 
Do I recognize anything specific about the pendants? Or do they? Do I recall ever seeing them before? No, you do not. They okay. both have a strange symbol drawn on them. Okay. Both of them have a symbol of a circle that meets with a large Malkarian M. And it's in the orcish, uh, like, rune script of uh, the orc language that the M is. Okay. Um... And I would have no clue what that symbol means. No, you wouldn't. Okay. Good figure. Um, and the, they're they're other they're identical. Yes, the two pendants are identical. Are the symbols hand drawn? Is it etched into something? Yeah, are they're stone etched or jewels. Or? They they appear to be made out of like a common steel, mm-hmm. um, and just have these uh, symbols drawn in them with a backdrop of the Burgundy Mountains. Okay. Uh, I'd like to pocket both of those. Okay. And the bag of gold as well. Okay. And the paperwork I want to take with me. Okay. So I'm th- uh, yeah, the whole the whole contents of the of the safe. Gotcha. And I want to ask Leo Frick, who is still in the room. Yes. Mm-hmm. If he remembers my parents ever going to the village of Zunger. Uh, yes, yes, they took several trips to Zunger. Do you know what business they had in Zunger? No, they just said it was a retreat. Uh, you know, uh, Zunger is, is known for its uh, its blackroot stouts. Uh, and your father was always a fan of blackroot stouts. Any other like names or anything of note that's in those documents? I want to ask them, like, do you recognize this? Do you recognize that? Do you know who this person is? You know, do they work for somebody? Or I remember, I remember all of those trips taking place. Your your father would um, spend a couple of days hiring sell swords and hiring a, a luxury wagon, and uh, they would stay away for maybe uh, maybe two ten days. 580 miles is a long way for a good beer. It certainly is. Okay, yeah, I want to keep those with me. Keep all that stuff with me and kind of go back to the main room. Okay. Gotcha. Just, this isn't for me, but how much How much gold was that? Because you just said it back. Um, yeah. I didn't mention. Yeah. But uh, that's probably because uh, I didn't look. Do you want me to tell say how much? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's about it's about three hundred GP. Holy shit! I just wondered Sweet. because he took it. I thought it might be pertinent to know. Just remember what we talked about. Yeah, if I may. No hoing around. Over the course of like an hour of hey, your there, I guess he's like looking around. Or yeah, whatever. I was gonna say, go ahead and make a tinkering check. Right before I can do that, technically, I take a, like a metal blank, like a ring of metal blanks out of my pocket and like pull one off and like 
our little rune in it, and then begin to heat it and stretch it into a small tool. I've now created a tinkerer tool. Okay. Nice. nice. Mm, very cool. I'm I'm creative glasses for drive inspiration. Okay. So what's the inspiration dice? Uh, it's 1d8 to be added to any roll in the next 10 minutes. Okay. So go ahead and give me a tinkering check. So I have inspiration? Yeah. You have a 1d8 inspiration dice. Awesome. That's possible. Okay. Uh, 17. Plus your proficiencies. Yeah, 17. Okay, gotcha. 17? Mm-hmm. Um, you do manage to make a... <coughs> <coughs> a fairly common set of of uh, spectacles, um, and they do look nice. They they look they look like a comically small for my for my face, but that's what I want. Okay, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> very <laughs> small, into the nose type. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. No, happy to do it. I can give you something a little bit more fashionable with a given a little bit more time. No, no, these these are very much very fine. I, I now want to in depth read the documents, okay. and I want to take the gold, uh, the sack of gold, and hand it to Leofric and tell him to stock the house, supply it with food, take care of all of his personal affairs, whatever needs to be done. This is more his inheritance than it is mine. Okay. Um, Leofric looks at you surprised and he says, I, I don't know if that's quite accurate, sir, but I will I will use the gold to maintain the household uh, and stock the pantries, which are, are fairly sparse now, uh, and maybe do some repairs to the home. Yes, and handle it as you see fit. If you do leave to go on, on a traveling or something like that, you will find the house in better shape than you've found it today. Leofric's not your not brother, correct? No, Leofric is they're they're retainers. Uh, Leofric is he's like a house manservant type. It's pretty Elf, dope that he did not loot the chest despite having yeah. the gold and no one or the <laughs> he was keys very, and no one being there. Yeah, very loyal to my family. Yeah. Um so this is this is the time when Alistair and Renalia return with these groceries. Um you are still not to be found. Um, Valinor is still not at the house. I would imagine that you take the groceries out and begin to cook. Yes. Um, I do. And as before, he, before I do, okay. Uh, as I walk in, I'll be like, if the doors close, so um, what's everyone else's position on magics? Just curious. Necessary. Necessary. Anybody going to rat somebody out to a god? <laughs> Absolutely not. Good. Then I can uh, bring up. Your actions are safe in my home. Good, then I can bring out my assistant for the kitchen, at which point I will summon Ozark. And everyone will see a uh, white and gold, very small dragon, uh, white with gold trim around his wings and down his spine. And he perches on my shoulder, and he uh, flies down, takes some of the bags, and flies them into the kitchen. Oh, it's dragon nice. too. Um, Where are those coins again? Christina, Pseudo, if you would, uh, just, uh, awesome. Show him to the utensils and whatnot. Okay. Give him, you know, whatever, whatever assistance. He I needs. showed the flying thing the kitchen. <laughs> 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 just totally, totally oblivious to the fact that a dragon was just summoned, and uh, Mary just kind of looks and just shakes his head. I've seen many dragons today. So while the food is being prepared, while everyone is in good spirits and there is music to be had and things like that, we're going to take a break. Yay! Would you call this a short rest? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just like my inspiration. Better.